In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. Sorry, say that again? I, I think you lost me. Got it memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined by Owit. <laughs> I'm joined by Owit. How can I never do this right? <laughs> I'm joined always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm pretty good. Um, I just woke up, so I'm excited to begin my day with... By ending a game. Yes. Um... Hey, so one thing we didn't really get into last week, because my focus was elsewhere, namely on the continued nonsense of the smelling shit. Yes. One thing we didn't get into is just how buck wild Zexian's turn is in that last episode, right? Like, he goes from, like, emo boy in a basement with his hand on his chin for the entire game to, like, I'm going to kill this child by making him feel things. Yeah, like, it seemed like he was just like, this will be easier for me and everyone if I just get rid of him. But then once he got, like, touched, like, attacked, it was, like, murderous rage (laughs) out of nowhere. And I I don't really have much more to say about it, but I just was think after we recorded, I was thinking about how we didn't really get into just how wild that turn is. But anyway, we're past that because he's dead now. He's dead as shit. Um, um, we covered that, right? Yeah, we left off with um, Riku getting into the Twilight Town world. Um, and this is where oh, yeah. all of my concerns are. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, Riku hops into Twilight Town with Mickey, but then Mickey's just gone immediately, and he enters Twilight Town, a place he's never seen. Mickey turned into a card like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Probably. But, you know, he he calls for Mickey, and Mickey doesn't show up. Instead, Ansem appears, who says, nah, when you're here, you gotta battle me alone. No no mouse is gonna help you here. And they get ready to fight. (laughs) <laughs> but then Riku just like puts his sword down and sighs. It's like you don't smell that bad. You can't be Ansem. <laughs> yeah, Ansem says, "What's this? Are you giving up? Finally, ready to surrender to your fate?" And Riku, you know, gets wise to the situation. He says, "You're not the true Ansem. You smell different. Uh, the Ansem in my heart smells darker. The odor is more foul. But Jesus. your scent just isn't that. It's not darkness. It's something else. I finally understand. You're the one who guided me when it started. You came to me pretending to be Ansem. You gave me the card to face the darkness. Um, so Riku is getting to the realization that we had... We've explained a couple times that there's a residual Ansem that resides in Riku's heart. But the Ansem that appeared to him at the beginning of the game and is appearing to him now is someone else a physical person pretending to be Ansem and that's what Riku is picking up on Mm -hmm. then 
and some like explodes. Uh, he gets like uh, showered in light, uh, and then you know once the light covers the whole screen, it fades back, and a different person is there. It's uh like a mummy looking fuck. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's covered in like red bandages and some belts. Yeah, he's wrapped up, and he says his name is Diz. Uh, the subtitles show you that the capitalization on that is, you know, pretty buck wild. Capital D, lowercase i, capital Z. He says, Diz, or so I am known. You, I've watched you all along. Riku's curious as to what he wants from him. Diz explains that he wants him to choose. He says, you are a special entity. You exist between the light and the dark. You stand in the twilight. You are to meet Namine, then choose. Ricky's like, well, who's that? And Diz says, you'll know soon. And then he disappears, because he just leaves, I guess. Um, yeah. This is weird. This this whole <laughs> this whole sequence, sequence is super weird, because, well, for one, I'm very excited for the next Anthem report. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, if you remember from old Anthem reports, I've talked about this scene before. Um, cause it's, uh, very funny if you know what's going on. Right. But this, this whole thing with bringing Riku into Twilight Town to meet Namine is really a weird decision. And I, I never know what Diz is doing at any point, like what his intentions are. Sure. Yeah. But once we get farther ahead to meeting Namine, I'm, I get really confused on like mechanics of this world, which I don't quite. No, I think we can talk about it in this episode. But first, let's just go to the mansion, I guess. Yeah. He um, goes there first. Yeah, Riku runs around Twilight Town a while and then Weird. heads to the mansion, which we've seen before. We saw in Sora's story. Riku approaches the gate, uh, the same outside gate that Sora stopped at, which is when we hear Replica Riku say, call out, say, hold it, you've changed. Your own darkness, it doesn't frighten you anymore. Riku says, well, how, how can you tell? Repliku says, because I'm you. Okay. Riku says, no, I'm <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> um, Repliku gets into some, he gets a little angsty here. He says, I'm me, he says. Must be nice being real. A fake like me could never get away with saying that. That's right, I'm a phony, a fake. The way I look, the way I feel, everything I remember, even this newfound power I thought by finding some new strength I could finally be someone, someone who's not all you, but nothing changes. I absorbed an emo boy, and yet I'm still just fake scene. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I still have bad taste in music. <laughs> I'm still just empty. Everything about me is borrowed as long as you're around. I'll never be more than a shadow. Uh, and then they fight. Uh, can I talk about how much I hate this? Um, uh, I don't know if you share my opinion, but I mean, I don't. It just feels like it's they have to get rid of Repliku. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it at all. I and I, I could have mentioned this earlier when they have Repliku kill Zexion in that last episode. I don't like this at all because the whole arc of this character in Sora's story is a redemption arc, right? Like he realized he 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 comes to a very difficult realization about himself and. If you just look at Sora's story, he kind of finds peace with that, and I think that the way in which he 
is asserting his own identity at the end of that story is a pretty powerful arc. And I don't think him doubling back to I him him ending up saying like I need to kill the real Riku, you know, Highlander, they there can only yeah. be one. I feel like that that's that's like not as interesting of a place for the character to end. Yeah, it it, it kinda sucks. Um and I don't know why Axel does that. Um, but that's really Axel's fault, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, I think there's merit to just sort of the situation of Riku sort of having to deal with himself and mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. Standards and expectations of himself. I think you can do that in a different yeah, way. I I, 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 don't I don't think feel, doing I, that necessitates like undoing all you did no with no and I, I don't think that was the intention even i feel like it it really does feel like um well zexion has to be dead and this replicu yeah. can't keep floating around so they just got rid of them and sort of found places for that to happen in the narrative yeah but yeah no it feels pretty pretty half-assed the motivation for everything happening so quickly because I mean, it's pretty much like, right? It it the time that it takes Riku to be in Destiny Islands is how long it takes Axel to turn Repliku. Right. So, I mean, that didn't a, take long. No. Um. And and yeah, he had a D redemption arc in about half an episode of this show. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a bummer more than anything, but. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter because it's what happens, and he's dead. And Riku goes on with his life. Yeah, yeah. they fight and Riku wins. Uh, there's, there's a, I mean, it's not quite where, where it, it does end in a little better place than just he fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he does, but, but is uh, they dead. have a conversation about, um, you know, Repliku asks, you know, where, where do you think my heart's gonna go when I die? And Riku says it'll go somewhere, maybe the same place as mine. And Repliku says. Ah, faithful replica to the very end. That's okay. And then he dies. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, it's it's interesting as well, but it's a different idea, and it's like one that wasn't being built toward, whereas I feel like the redemption arc was being built toward. Yeah, it's definitely like two entirely different stories between, yeah. like, Sora's story has its own contained arcs, and Riku's has its own contained arcs. But when you look right. at them side by side, it's like, what the fuck is this character? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, uh, well, it's over, so <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> um, Riku carries on, and eventually he gets to, what's, all right, so this is just my, one of my gripes is that he doesn't go into the mansion. I, I feel like they could have pulled that off with Chain of Memories, like... Yeah, it would have been cooler, given what future games will show is the geography of this place, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, they never actually show the inside of the mansion in this game, but he eventually does wind up in the pod room with Namine, which this is bizarre, but... so So he immediately sees Sora in the chamber, and... He's really worried, like, what did you do to my only friend who may or may not hate me? I'm not sure right now. Um, <laughs> and she sort of, there's like a, 
a cut between cutscenes where she's explaining everything. Where they they just listen to this show. He pretty immediately realizes that that she is the nominee he just heard about because and she's confused by that, but later he reveals that he he realized pretty early on when Namine was talking to him in Kyrie form in the last episode that it wasn't really Kyrie and that it was something else, someone else. So he sort of put two and two together. But yeah, so Namine tells him the plot of Sora's story. Yeah. And um, she says, now you have a choice to make two. And he says, why me? I didn't, my, my memories didn't get messed with. And she says, no, it's not your memories. It's your darkness. In your heart, there's darkness. And in that darkness is Ansem. He may be at bay for now, but eventually he will awake and he will take pow- he will take over you just like he did before. But I have powers you can use. With my powers, I can put a tight lock on your heart. That way, Ansem could never come out from inside of you. Riku's arc in this game is basically like if Sasuke in Naruto was a good person. You're really hitting that Sasuke-Riku comparison. They are extremely similar, but this is where the disconnect happens because Sasuke is like a dickhole and you know it's like i'm gonna run off and abandon my friends because i want to tap into this dark power and get trained by the person who you know fucked me up with it and riku's like no i will redeem myself and use it for good and yeah uh basically protect sora yeah he he realizes and well she explains to him that if she were to lock up his darkness like that he won't remember it and you know his his arc in this game has been realizing that that's part of mm-hmm. who he is now and he can use that for even though it's it's darkness he can use it's it for a really good, nice so. parallel and not really redemption because it i'm talking about like the prequel game but there's a really good parallel in comparison between riku and another character um yeah that i guess i might touch on in the answer report let's see yeah riku riku is still mulling it over and he says Sora doesn't even look worried in there. Will I sleep like that too? And Namine says, See, this, 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 yes. this exchange is really good. Yeah, and Riku says, Figures. Sora always did as he pleased. Whatever we'd be doing together, he'd always find a way to slack off. Even trying to leave the islands. I did all the work on the raft myself. Not true. That's it. Blatantly untrue. <laughs> he gathered a lot of coconuts. Um, That's it. When this slacker wakes up, I'll tell him off. I told him to take care of Kyrie, and there he is just taking a nap. But... I can't chew him out like this, like he deserves. If I've been asleep, I don't need my heart locked. I'm ready. I'm going to fight Ansem. And this is where there's a, I think I mentioned before that there's a poor uh, line interpretation here. Uh, Namine says, but what? (laughs) If his darkness overtakes you, (laughs) it's one of the, like, it must have been written such that the actor thought it was an interject, but what was an interjection and not the beginning of the question. But what if he overtakes you? I don't know. I'd always point this stuff out just not, not to rag on the voice actors, but just because um, it gives me a lot of pleasure to see. And I wonder if it, part of it is like uh, doing lip matching or whatever from animation based on Japanese voice actors, but I don't know. Um, Riku says, you know, if that happens, then the darkness will show me the way. And Namine says, yes, that's true. Riku says, why do I get the feeling you knew I'd say that? And Namine says, well, I didn't know, but I hoped. I wanted you to face the darkness because you're the only one who can. And he says, so that's the reason you came to my rescue in the light in the form of Kairi. 
She says, well, how did you know that was me? Ready for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, I knew when I met you, you and Kyrie smell the same. You use the same shampoo. Ugh. <sighs> and then uh, he walks away and says, look after Sora. Yeah, and then he continues. There's, there's like a little bit more Twilight Town to do, including a room that's just like pure darkness. Yeah, it's weird. I, I really thought that was building to something, but no, then you just are back in Twilight Town and you leave. I don't yep. like it's weird that we both we usually don't watch the worlds, but that happened. That happened. But I did. And it is a yeah, I think it you know, there could be things you could say about it, but they're not no. that interesting, I don't think. <laughs> not really. Um, um We're back in Castle Oblivion though. Mm-hmm. And Mickey's right there. Woohoo! Uh, he says, I guess you decided not to go to sleep. I heard that from Diz. Also, Diz is here. Yeah. Uh, um, and Mickey doesn't, uh, well, Riku asks if Mickey knows him, and Mickey says no, but he feels like he remembers him, like he's met him before. Mm-hmm. So that's an important tidbit. And Riku just cuts to the chase and asks, uh, hey, who are you? Uh, to which Diz replies, I could, ah, Diz, he replies, I could be nobody or anybody. It's up to you to choose if you believe in me or not. And I love this response because it's my response to Riku says, boy, you really like to push decisions onto other people, don't you? And (laughs) Diz says, and you have pushed away slumber, making the choice to face Ansem. Riku asks, do you think I'm reckless? Diz says, you have chosen your own path. And then Riku says, are you supporting me or abandoning me? And then Diz says, that will be your choice as well. He hands Riku an organization cloak, the same black cloaks that we've seen all the organization people wear, and explains that... This part, this part makes me mad, not only because it deals with smelling, but the way in which it deals with smelling. He says, the organization will pursue you like a pack of hunting dogs. They will sneak up on you if they sense your presence. However, this cloak is worn by nobodies. This cloak that is worn the, this cloak that is worn by nobodies will render the eyes and noses. I can't say the sentence. However, this cloak that is worn by nobodies will render their eyes and noses useless. Their ears, not so. And we get a little cutaway joke where we see Mickey's big ears. Um, They wear this to give themselves protection from being devoured by darkness. Is that clear? Even the organization cannot rule the darkness. And Riku says, doesn't matter. I won't run from the darkness. This makes me so mad. Okay. Like, I get that the cloak hides you from the ability to be detected by, say, Zexion, right? Because he has the same smelling powers as Riku. But then why can Riku smell all of them and their power levels or whatever? Riku Riku can smell them, and also Zexion can. Zexion can smell them. Because he notices that Lexius is gone and Marluxia is gone. I think it's... No, I don't have... There's no thought there. I don't. (laughs) I don't have an answer for this. And I don't know if it's... Like, in this game, it's messy. For sure what the yeah. fuck they're talking about. I mean, unless there's like some weird mechanic where it's like hood up, can't smell. <laughs> hood down, uh, <laughs> very smelly. Could be. I guess we, yeah, whenever he smells someone, they have their hood down. 
All the smells come from the face. Um, yes. This hands Riku the Castle Oblivion card and explains this card will draw out your heart's darkness. Finish your business with Ansem. Riku and Mickey head on forward. Mickey says, don't worry, we can defeat Ansem together. And Riku explains, nah, I think I got to face this alone. Um, there's no point in doing this if I can't do it on my own. Um, but I do need a favor. If Ansem is the victor, he's going to enslave me. And if that happens, you got to destroy me. But before he says that, he gets to, if that happens, you got to diss. And Mickey says, of course, I'll be right there to save you. Mickey says, no, no, no. I want you to diss. Mickey says, no, 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 no. Whatever happens, I'm going to be right there to help you. I promise you that. Mickey, I'm asking you to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Mickey, please. You ever get to the point where you ask Mickey, you ever get to the point where you have to ask Mickey Mouse to end you? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he he says, unless you don't believe that I can save you. And Riku says, I choose to believe in you always, your majesty. Uh, and Mickey says, I and you. You're not going to lose. I know it. And Riku goes on alone. Yep, and we are in a long hallway again, much like when Sora got to use the Castle Oblivion card. Yep. Very weird mechanic, the Castle Oblivion card. But I mean, hey, at least we've seen it before now. Now it's old hat. Riku calls out for Ansem to show himself, and then we hear a deep laugh booming from the uh, some other room. And Ansem says, why in such a hurry? I'll be here in the very heart of darkness, watching you plunge into that very same darkness inside of you. And then he goes through castle, the Castle Oblivion world. Uh, Ansem smells bad. That's that's a key mm-hmm. takeaway. But he gets to uh, what's... Assu- I think it's just a dead end, basically, of one last room um, with no more hallways going out of it. And Ansem is there, and... Riku has come. My notes summarize it as Riku thinks the darkness is cool, but Ansem smells too bad to be friends. Yeah, it's. I don't like this exchange at all, frankly. <laughs> also, um, he's not impressed by Ansem's power because Sora beat him in the last game, which which is an extremely yeah, so, good point. Ansem questions. He says, "Your darkness has grown. It's become more mature, and yet, and yet, you accept the darkness, but you still refuse me." You know the two of us are similar. We both follow where the darkness leads. We're the same. So why does some part of your heart still have a fear of the dark? To which Riku replies, that's not it. The truth is, I just can't stand your foul stench. Um, you think he just like thought it was a good insult and just stuck with it? Yeah, I don't like it because this is this is the moment where Riku should say something that clearly delineates what makes him different from the villain here, right? Like, narratively, this is the moment where, you know, we've seen the ways in which, by his actions, Riku following the darkness looks a lot different and is a lot more uh, ethical than Ansem following the darkness. But this is the moment where, if I were writing the script, you put down into, you have Riku put into words um, that sense that we have that uh, sort of more difficult to describe thing but instead he just lays down a sick burn about how Ansem has body odor and it's frustrating to mm-hmm. me uh, because I don't think it's made clear in this game exactly 
the way in which uh, they, they, they make a lot of hay out of the way that Riku follows the darkness is different. Um, but this is where they drop the ball, I think, in, in saying, and here is here is exactly how. I don't know if you agree with me. I, I do. I feel like there's a lot of missed potential because I, I really like Riku's story and arc and character development that he goes through basically forever. He's much more interesting than Sora. But also, I feel like you got to read into it. They don't really... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because it's... Because I feel like there's, there's this weird disconnect between the type of storytelling that a Disney story does and the type of storytelling that a Final Fantasy game does. And there's... Yeah. So, like, yeah, plot-wise, and we I talked about this the past couple episodes, Riku's kind of processing an abusive part of his life and uh, things that happened in the past and dealing with, like, all that shit. And... He's also hanging out with Mickey Mouse and nothing serious is going to happen on screen with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I feel like a really good story is there, but yeah, there's like some some missteps as far as like, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, maybe some people would say the smelling thing is bad. <laughs> I was going to say it's not, it's not, you know, it could be better, but it's not bad, but... I laughed too hard and my headphones came up. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the smelling thing is very bad. Um, and yeah, I I don't think his arc is bad by any means. I just think that this is where they really should have stuck the landing. And I think it is on the whole, usually a good arc. This, this character's arc has been good and this is just a very bad time for one bad element to arise because this is where, like I said, the landing should have been stuck, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They fight, Riku wins. Yes. Um this really threw me for a loop. I expected like three or four more forms. Um it's nope. just one fight with Ansem that Yeah, just the one. Cause uh he's just a residual Ansem. Yeah. He's only got the one form. No, in him. Um no spooky gross boat today. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Thank the Lorb. Thank the Lorb. Riku finishes him off in the cutscene that follows. Doing his, I, miss, I think it's like his weird step dash thing where he just sort of appears. Mm-hmm. It's very anime attack. We watched these like at least a week ago. Um, yeah. Ansem says, this is hardly the end. Your darkness, I gave it all to you. My shadow lingers. Someday, someday I will return. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then he explodes. He explodes like into like some Akira bullshit where just the entire universe is darkness now. <laughs> Just like he's mm-hmm. just out from him. And luckily, um, Mickey Lorb swoops right in. Yep. And he says, I hope this, this, uh, I hope you're okay with me helping you in this little way. I know you want to do it alone, but you look like you need help. Uh, and then Mickey flies Riku out of the weird darkness space, and we cut back to Castle Oblivion. Where Mickey asks, uh, what, what's next? Are you going home? And Riku says, no, I, I, I can't go home. Not yet. It's still here. It's really faint, but I can still sense him. So I think this darkness may, I think his darkness may still have a hold on me. And Mickey says, no, your darkness belongs to you just the same way as your light does. 
And up until now, I thought the darkness was something that could never, that should never exist. But then I spent time with you, and it changed my mind. The road you choose, I didn't know it. Light and dark, back to back, with you, I think they meet in a way nobody's ever seen before. I wonder where that road leads. I'd like to see it myself. I'd like to walk that road with you. They're pals. Yeah, they shake hands. It's cute. Um, Their friendship is. is very powerful. It is. Um, and it's, it is one of the few things in this game that like organically grows, and I really like it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I mean, that doesn't happen in Kingdom Hearts 1 at all. And half <laughs> yeah. the relationships in this game are just sort of like, you step into them. This is one where, like, right. if you didn't play Final Mix, you don't even see when Mickey meets Riku. But it's just like, yeah, they just they met in the realm of darkness and... They just keep looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. And they put on their cloaks. Yeah, Riku calls him your majesty again, and Mickey says, nah, just call me, just call me Mickey. And he does, and they put on their cloaks, and they go walking on that winding road outside of the castle, and they see Diz standing at a fork in the road. Which we've seen before, by the way. Um, this is the same fork where Sora was at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not the same uh, fork, but it looks identical. It looks the same. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, Diz is there and continues to fucking be the, <laughs> the person that Diz is in this game. Yeah, and Riku has already had enough of it, and he says, God, what are you going to make me choose this time? And Diz says, between the road to light and the road to darkness. And Riku says, neither suits me. I'm taking the middle road. Diz says, do you mean the twilight road to nightfall? Riku says, no, it is the road to dawn. Which is cool. <clears throat> that's, that's, like, that's the line that could have been incorporated into the, mm-hmm. the fight. Agreed. Um, yeah. But they, no, it's just here. Which Yeah, some sense in which, like, you need a little, you need a little darkness to make that transition, something like that. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I mean, and Mickey talks about it, too, in, like, you know, they're, Kind of, I, I thought one was good and one was bad, but kind of, it's just they balance each other out. And <clears throat> yeah, are we have we seen a bad person on the side of light yet? Uh, can't say that we okay. have. Well, okay, I can't. I maybe I can't even think of one in the future. I'm just like, is there? Yeah, technically shitty people on both sides of the. I don't. Know. Um, but that's. I mean, that's that's Riku's story. When you walk away. You don't hear me say. Please. Oh, baby. Don't go. Uh, so it, we see the credits roll. We see a few things. We see... Oh, ooh, whoops. Ooh, gotta cut that out. We see... Uh, I'll probably just bleep we... that. Uh, we, we see... We see... Uh, I was about to say censored boy, and that's even worse. Uh, mystery we see, boy. We saw him at the end of Yeah, Sora's we see the same mystery boy we saw... In Sora's credits, hanging out with Axel. Yeah, the the difference is Axel is here this time, so that's weird. We get a glimpse at uh, Teen Riku a bit. We see Mystery Boy hanging out in Twilight Town uh, with a bunch of nerds. Um, can con- can confirm. Um, and then he's eating ice cream with Axel. With mm-hmm. I mean, it's in a high up spot, <laughs> but uh. Yeah. We also, yeah, we also see um, 
Diz and Namine at the pot in the pod looking at oh yeah Sora's corpse and oh he's not dead no but he's lifeless technically mm. not moving okay <laughs> when I sleep I don't move a lot do you think I... okay we can talk about this later uh, so... I just I, I use the word corpse and you decided to call me on it and I don't have a reason <laughs> okay. Uh... Then we get, uh, in the same way that Sora's story ended with a little poem, we get one here that says, Beyond the path without you is a forgotten promise to keep. We may have walked side by side, but now we go on back to back. And although our paths may not cross, all paths are connected somewhere. When I arrive at where you are, we may not appear to be as we were, but we'll make another promise to keep. In the same way as the Sora's Sora's one, this could be a lot. This echoes uh, a number of different relationships, but predominantly the Riku Sora one, I would say. Yes, this. I well, that's the thing. This one, I actually kind of was like, oh, okay, this is about Riku and Sora going different ways, but you know, not being separate. And the last one, if the only thing I can remotely think it's talking about, we can't talk about yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So the last kinda... one is a little more enigmatic. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that. It's these poems are always weird. Mm-hmm. They love them. I like them. Yeah. Hey, we're done. We're done. We did it. Um, you revealed that the long-haired boy was Teen Riku. I guess that's safe now that we know he's in a cloak. That someone oh, in a I cloak mean, with long sure. silver hair, um, might be Riku in a year. Um, sure, I guess it's spoilers. Riku grows up. Like I don't. <sighs> well, I mean, I was ready to make my fourth or fifth near automata joke, but you saved, <laughs> you saved everyone from that. Um, uh huh. So yeah, we did. That I, I thought we were gonna spend like at least another ten minutes talking, but we kind of breezed through it. Yeah, we got it. through it quick. Um, I have a lot of concerns about. <laughs> okay. Uh. I mean, it's it's like nitpicky stuff um, that I think can probably be hand-waved with none of that was real because it was in Castle Oblivion. Um, but still some questions that I just, I don't know if they're addressed. Um, Any but, that are not spoilery? No, they're all answer report stuff. Okay, um, well, that'll be next week. Because, because it's like, there's some weird questions like, wait, I thought Sora's pod was in Castle Oblivion, but he sees it in Twilight Town. Yeah. So that's weird. But there's it, it gets my concerns are like that's hand wavy because Castle Oblivion is kind of showing you whatever it wants to show you. Right. Um, it, my concerns are more with where the pod is when Sora wakes up in Kingdom Hearts two. There, I believe there's an explanation for that in canon. Um, okay, there might be. I mean, I haven't. I, I have actually played Kingdom Hearts two recently, but I have thought very hard about other Kingdom Hearts games instead since then. Yeah. So trying to decide if i'm gonna pick up playing it when we get there or look i tried to do that when we were going through kingdom hearts one i didn't get very far it's hard one is a less fun game though that's true that's true so um anyway that's also harder to take notes while you're playing maybe i'll for sure someone else play it and take notes while they do it like Um, jet monkey hd oh yeah we kind of just do that already yeah (laughs) yeah we can go bit okay so I, I realize we'll do answer, an answer report next week, so we're not really done with the chain of memories, but this is the last time we've 
we're talking about actively watching scenes of Chain of Memories. So one final shout out to Amiru the Knight for guiding us along um, this Chain of Memories, uh, the Let's Player whose commentary list Let's Plays we watched. I think we might, I think there's a, I think there's a Jet Monkey HD Kingdom Hearts 2 Let's Play. So I think we're going to go back to the classics. It's been fun having this excursion with Amiru, but it would, it would feel wrong to not go back to, uh, the the prodigal monkey returns. That's that's right. Because um, um, I mean, there there are things that he did to the canon that we can't. Or, there are things <laughs> yeah, that we, Jet Monkey HD we have did to, to the canon that we can't. Um, we have to return of. to the monkey butt for one. Um, exactly. We. What else? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh my! I was. I was <laughs> we're going to wake up in 2018 in a new game and not <laughs> not remember anything. But the journal is going to say, "Thank Amiru." <laughs> <laughs> Because we're never going to talk about this game again. Um, it's we've we've covered it. We're good. Yep. It doesn't really reach out to the other games as much, which it might if they didn't kill off all their loose ends. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to get into the answer report stuff. And Me too. We have a guest. When you join us, then continuing our trend of bringing on someone when we finish a game, um, which we might do more regularly because Kingdom Hearts 2 is probably going to be like a couple months. Yeah. So yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, e- <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> That's an interesting way to start plugging things. I'm Wheels. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Travis W. Uh, let's see. What day does this come out? This comes out. December 19th. So you should listen to very random and wait, no, that is that right? Okay, so Tuesday the 5th is going to be Riku 2, Tuesday the 12th is going to be Riku 3. Yeah, Tuesday the 19th. Um so like I said last week, so How was the, Star Wars? <laughs> Star Wars? Actually, here's the thing. <laughs> the the twist at the end where you find out that uh, Ray was a Gungan the whole time. You know, you wouldn't think it would work, but they really pull it. Like Ryan Johnson, you know, like the dudes. The dude's work is great. Like Brick is pretty incredible. I think everybody agrees with that. Um, I like Brothers Bloom fine enough, and and I think Looper is pretty good. So part of me is like, I really like this director because Brick is one of my favorite movies. But another part of me is like, I, I don't know. Like I haven't liked a single movie he's done as much as I liked his first movie and it's like, mm, may, like, and then we're giving them this huge thing, but it's like, this, this pulls, was the, the twist. Yeah. He doesn't pull any punches and the Gungan twist is like, um, also Darth he, Vader comes back, but it's played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> he just can't who's, make a movie. Who's, without in the boy. Ma- who's in makeup to make him look more like Bruce Willis, <laughs> yes. um, which is weird. Cause he is not in the movie. Um, <laughs> or was he Darth Vader? Otherwise it's yeah. very good. Uh, uh yeah, so you can listen to very random encounters. We're we're doing our Christmas special uh with the game fiasco. It's, it, I I was gonna say it's a lot of fun, but I haven't recorded it yet. It will be a lot of fun. Um, and then you can follow our our podcast at on Twitter at memorizecast. This one, the one you're listening to. Uh, I've been Joe. Um, that's it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe. Um, which is spelled J-O, and 
by the time this comes out, I might have written something. So I, I don't know what, but uh, I have because I have like a lot of ideas that I'm bouncing yeah. between. But um, I write stuff about video games, and I've, <laughs> I haven't written about anything else yet, but I plan to. Um, other sort of media consumption critique. Uh, but you can find that there. Um, I also have another show called We Are Watching One Piece, which will probably finish Skypea this year and then just pick it back up in 2018. And the, that's called... I said, Yeah, We Are Watching One Piece. You can find that on iTunes or wherever you request podcasts from the internet. And I think that's it. So that was a hollow shell of... Twilight Town, <clears throat> Castle Oblivion, and also Riku's story. Sure. Sure. It's over. <laughs> we beat Chain of Memories. Uh, See you next week in the answer report. Got it. Memorized. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.